This is being able to do the things you want to do without feeling exhausted. And whether that's me carrying my kid up the stairs in his bouncer because I need a change to get here to the podcast and, and not mm. feeling like I'm going to fall. Um, and then, you know, coming in here and killing Fran with my friends. Um, fitness is about doing what you want, uh, showing yourself you can do more than you thought. Um, and, you know, I want to throw some part of the community in there too, but, mm-hmm. but fitness is being an overall good person who, who's happy. And if that's, uh, whether you're doing CrossFit or you're running, you know, you got to find the things that, that work for you. And, and for me, it's showing up here, being a part of this community and, and having the friends that I've gotten from it. I am an everyday athlete. I am an everyday Good morning, everyone. This is Jared Basson with Mark McCain, and you are listening to Everyday Athlete, a podcast devoted to bringing you the amazing stories behind the lives of day-to-day CrossFit athletes like yourself and our wonderful, highly esteemed guest, Michelle Reed. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> welcome, welcome. <laughs> uh, we have a, a special guest. Uh, you will you might hear chime in from time to time in the background, but uh, uh, newborn with us today. Mm-hmm. So Four weeks on Friday. Four weeks on four Friday. Weeks. Wow. At what point... Do people stop saying he's twenty six months? I heard someone. I heard, I heard someone the other day. It was she's, oh, she's thirty three months. I'm like, uh, well, that's pretty just sure it's like, two years. It's pretty yeah. two you, years you, at that you point. You stop at that Almost point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, almost three. <laughs> so like, uh, someone had a a friend of mine, Joe. His son is a second or third kid, and he they did like the baby's like two months, and then he had a picture next to him. It was like. 3,000 months. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you got to stop at some point yeah. for sure. So, um, but uh, yeah, let's, let's start off. We, we generally start off just find out where people are from. I mean, you're not actually from the Cincinnati area, correct? Nope. Uh, born and raised in Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville. Louisville. <laughs> and that's how you know I'm from there. And uh, came up here back in 2010 for law school. And then, uh, you know, the banks was going through this whole development, OTR was going through this whole change, and I really liked the friends I developed here, part of which was my CrossFit community. So worked my butt off during school to find a job and got hired six days before I graduated and stuck around Cincinnati. Sweet. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, uh, passing the bar and, and finding a, a sustainable job. Uh, I feel like is pretty tough. I've known quite a few lawyers, and I feel like that's not like, oh, I'm a lawyer now. No, I'd yeah. say since 2008 with the big downturn, mm-hmm. it's still, um, I think 50% of my class actually went into law, and we graduated in 2013. So the market's just changed. Everybody has to hustle for themselves. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely crazy. Um, so we, we've we known each other now for, I guess the three of us have known each other now for Oh, see, it'll be five years this year, this October for Triumph, and then I've known you for two years prior, or three years prior to that. Yeah, I'd say my my CrossFit anniversary is uh, <laughs> I think it's July twelfth of this year. It'll be six years. All right. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty awesome. I remember how people used to always <laughs> remember their CrossFit yeah. anniversary. So I don't remember the day. I just remember feeling awful. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like you remember that day? Like now, I just remember feeling really bad. Well, because we always started with baseline. 
Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the uh, first workout we yeah, all did. Yeah, I guess that's a that's a uh, pretty memorable one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't actually do baseline my first day. It was like months later that I did baseline. I was like, wow, it's, it's a pretty awful workout. Yep. Yeah, my first day was actual. I mean, no, no BS. It was Murph. Um, from as far back. as actual, like in in the classroom, like it came on a Saturday, and then they were actually warning me, like uh, you probably should hold off, like don't do this one because it was obviously right around Memorial Day, and uh, yeah, sure enough, yeah, it was Murph. And, no, uh, I remember Seabass, uh, one of the former coaches of Triumph, was coaching me that day, and she let me know about a year later during the during the workout. She was very nice and encouraging, and obviously I came back. I got hooked that day. Mm-hmm. But she told me about a year later how terrible I did. <laughs> so, in a very polite way. In a very sea bass polite way. So I've oh, definitely improved since bass. then. I, I think there's something powerful, you know, with that, that first day experience. I mean, you know, whether it's a good, bad, or ugly experience, you know, it's it's definitely something different. Oh, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. I was hooked after feeling like crap after a 12-minute workout. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. It, I think it just like, uh, you know, pushes this self-internalization of like what have i been doing mm-hmm. or like what what have maybe i need to look at my nutrition or maybe i need to look at my friends you know or what, <laughs> it's, it's just this whole like awakening experience was there a uh, athletic background behind crossfit like- yeah yeah so in growing up i played a ton of different sports but mainly in college or high school i played soccer and i swam and uh, kept up with indoor soccer in college. And then uh, in college, I found a master's swimming program. So if you were over 18 and you knew how to swim. <laughs> it was like, I'm a master. You're 19. <laughs> master's. I was a master's <laughs> at 19. Um, so I did that. And um, actually, part of how I chose my law school is I made sure that there was a master's team in the area. So for the first year and a half of law school, I swam master swimming about that's three really or four cool. times a week. Hmm. I didn't know you were a swimmer. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So then you found um, found CrossFit. You've been through, I'd say, different evolutions of CrossFit. We've seen kind of every aspect uh, mm-hmm. in your kind of CrossFit career. How did that kind of start as far as like, you said you were hooked, but like, uh, what was it about it that was like, wow, this is, this is for me? Um... Well, you guys know me. I don't really take the easy route on anything. I like challenges. I like difficulty. And uh, that first workout, I thought I was in great shape, right? <laughs> Swimming four days a week, maybe 2,500, 3,000 meters, something like that. And that workout. Well, that workout put me on the floor. And um, I'll give a shout out to Chris Neiman. He hunted me down in school for six months to get me to try CrossFit. So finally I was annoyed enough that I came and tried it and uh, it was just hard. And, and then the other thing was I, I found women who were like me. Um, I am not a small female by any scale of the ma- of imagination. I have big shoulders. I've had big thighs my whole life. And I looked around that gym and most women had those big shoulders and yeah, those mm-hmm. big thighs. Mm-hmm. And it was like, these are my people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They weren't, they weren't all like bigger models. Is that what you're saying? No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Stereotype of CrossFitters, you have to have a six pack before you start. No, and I don't mean everybody was walking around the gym absolutely ripped. I just meant everybody was there to work hard, have a good time, and Mm -hmm. they celebrated something other than a a number on the scale. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and too, I think that we could, we've talked about this ad nauseum, but it's just the camaraderie and the. Oh, hands down. The community. The community, you know, it's like that 
everyone is on a level playing field when something sucks that bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't and, know what and, it is. And the other thing about it is CrossFit's one of those things you got to do right or don't do it at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, no rep yourself, that kind of thing. And as a type A personality, you can, you kind of fall in love with the rules. So mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. As well. Yeah, there's some accountability there for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, some mm-hmm. self-accountability uh, that, that I, again, I was, it was drawn for me as well where it's just like, you know, and that there's tons of different adages and sayings and stuff like that. But, you know, the one is like, you're, you're only cheating yourself, you know, but it is very true because, um, you know, the open is coming up here in uh, a month and four days and uh, not that anyone's counting, but, uh, but it's one of those things where like, that's when it counts because all those times that you did take that no rep for yourself and then you put it back into the workout. Uh, or the times that you didn't, that's going to show when someone is sitting there with a clipboard going Definitely. 10, mm-hmm. 11, yeah. 12, you know, and that's when it really does count. Um, so you kind of found a home and then uh, for, we did some programming together um, and things got, got pretty serious as far as like where you wanted to go. So what was that evolution from like, I'm really enjoying this to maybe I want to take this to the next level. Yeah. So... I'll be very frank about that. Um, Back in 2012 and 2013, regionals seemed attainable for the average Joe. I mean, it did. You got handstand push-ups? I got a regional. I I mean, it it really was. I mean, maybe not as much on the individual level, but definitely a team. You know, team team, level. Team level. You could have a day job and for sure still CrossFit. Yeah, and and for me. it was one of those things that was like, you know, I've, I'm a generalist. I can do CrossFit. Why don't I give it a shot? I, I can kind of do anything I put my mind to. And I remember Jarrett, with a very frank conversation, he looked at me and said, maybe teams, <laughs> maybe if you uh, really buckle down for the next year and uh, um, maybe then if you focus on your weaknesses too, we could make that happen well, <laughs> and, and it wasn't he wasn't being mean but, but Jarrett but and I are friends and he's a realist and I really appreciated comes down, that it, yeah. but we've talked about this a lot before yeah. too it comes down to what are you willing to give up mm-hmm. and that's very true and I wasn't willing to totally drop everything you know yeah exactly as a lawyer and like whether fill in the blank you, you again you only have so much effort and and energy to be given during the day what are you willing to take away to add to this plate of mm-hmm. basically physicality in the gym 100 percent. you know i think that's really what it comes down to and that's that we see it we definitely don't see it as a lot anymore as much anymore but it's one of those things when people come in they do a workout like oh i want to go to regionals and i love the drive but it's it really comes down to the understanding i think ben bergeron talked about <clears> it where he had a he had a client and they're like well i want to go to regionals and he almost laughed and scoffed at him and then two years down the road, it's like he really just he had to show him like this is exactly what it's going to take. So I don't think it's not that you can't do it. It's just what are you willing to give up? Yeah, yeah. Because you know? it comes down to sleep, it comes down to nutrition, it comes down to mobility. Right. Those those are three very unsexy things. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with. It has less to do with the amount of muscle ups and stuff like that you're putting in the gym, and way more about the stuff you're doing outside of the gym. Yeah. Because that's only one quarter of that big segment. Well, and to your credit, through that conversation, we came to the conclusion that I was just tired of being, uh, I was good at CrossFit, but I couldn't do toes to bar. Mm -hmm. And I was good at CrossFit, but I couldn't do handstand push-ups. 
So we just picked out some weaknesses, really laser focused in on them. I think I was kind of your guinea pig for a while. Yeah. And that uh, was fun. We did yeah. some cool stuff. And after six months, I uh, I was actually what I felt like a decent local competitor. I oh, could sure. uh, I win can, things and I would say you were a all good, that stuff. Good uh, local competitor. And just as a bystander in that whole process, like seeing your development as a CrossFit athlete, there was clearly like this, you know, that, that, that time span where she, you know, kind of went from an everyday kind of whiteboard athlete to like, holy crap, uh, Michelle's like RX and workouts and doing a lot of weight now and so on and so forth. And it is just that little bit more accountability. And then you just start layering that on and layering it on and see where it goes. And it's, it really comes down to what's, what's the goal. I think maybe the one thing we, just on, on a personal level, we probably should have done is put a end time frame on it instead of just saying this is just going to be an ongoing thing. You know, I think it would have been much more, it would have behooved us to say, we're going to do this for four months and see where we are. Yeah. You know, because I think it, it basically when you don't have that end light in the tunnel, um, it's really hard to basically see like, well, okay, I'm getting better, but now what? But if you have like in six months, I've got a competition and this is what I'm going to train for, mm-hmm. you know, because you, you it keeps that spark alive because mm-hmm. again if you just have extra programming that extra programming just becomes mundane at that point regardless of how exciting it is yeah you know you have to have some sort of goal at the end uh not just to be better sure you know and i think that's just learning as a coach and learning as an athlete i think too and in, in like regionals and stuff like that is kind of almost like a low-hanging fruit as far as like to make it a goal like to go to regionals it's, it's, it's similar to be like i want to go to the olympics you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> and and, and, yeah. and like kind of like Jared's saying, it's and you can correlate this to any aspect of, of life, whether it's you know lawyer or whatever it is. Like you know, you got to go to school before you take the bar, so on and so forth. There's a process. So kind of like you're saying, maybe I'll hit a local comp, maybe I'll hit a, a bigger kind of regional um, event eventually. But um, having that plan in place is just so so key because. I think it's one of those things that a lot of people will shoot for the stars, especially now. But I mean, you can definitely say like, hey, if I want to go to the CrossFit Games, that's shooting to the, for the stars. It's yeah. like, all right, look, let's take a step back. I love your ambition, but like, let's just try to start RX and some workouts. Mm-hmm. You know, let's see where what our frame time is now. And, and maybe we'll retest that at a later date, 12, 16 weeks, whatever it is, and see if we can take some time off that or just like like Jared said, probably a lot of like doing the non-sexy type stuff and, and that's probably i mean again that's just just life let's like, sleep nine hours a night and see how you perform and but the crazy thing is is i bet it would be way better than just doing extra work mm-hmm. yeah you know 100 well and again i think all of us you know michelle you just shared you've been doing crossfit for quite some time now i think we can all we all get to a point with our training where we're like i just need to rest you know or yeah. oh i did i really need to be careful uh, you know, my low back is, is acting up. So it's having that, um, uh, this like self-diagnostic kind of, uh, yeah, well, and I was 23 when I started this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. remember I snatched 95 pounds. Like I was three months into CrossFit cause Jared kept telling me five more pounds, five more pounds. And for at that point in time, I probably should have been doing 95 pounds. Now I'm mm-hmm. six years later, I'm 29, close to 30. Mm-hmm. I want to do this a long time. Obviously, I'm doing more weight, but I'm getting way more careful as to when mm-hmm. I pop that five pounds on. Well, so. and mm-hmm. two, I think that started with um, there was an injury. And this is this you have for people who don't know Michelle or ever seen her overhead. You have weird elbows. Elbows, <laughs> like that's the weirdest. They're, hi, they're they hyperextend. They're, 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 hyper, they're hypermobile. <laughs> I just call them weird elbows. 
the hyper mobile, the hyper extend when you're overhead. Uh, and we did have, uh, at a, at a competition, you did have an injury, mm-hmm. right? Um, and for my UCL. Yeah. So, and there was fear of surgery as well, right? Yeah. So, um, it was a snatch ladder and I, the top weight was 135, which I'd hit before, uh, admittedly only about three weeks before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't warm up properly. I wanted to watch my fiance at the time hit his weight. And I just felt all this popping internally. Mm. I knew nobody else heard it, but I flipped out. Mm. Uh, and I found out later, another girl did it at that same competition, same thing. Um, but I was in the doctor's office the next day and they basically told me, uh, look, you can be in this arm brace for six weeks and do PT and see how that goes. Or we can do Tommy John surgery. And mm. uh, that's an 18 month recovery. Oof. So we, we, we went with the arm brace. Yeah. <laughs> well, we went with the arm brace because again, it's, it, what does the goal become? Yeah. You know, am I, am I a, a crazy driven competitor that has to have this or else I can't live my life or can I still be a very fit person? Mm-hmm. You know, CrossFit is an all encompassing thing and unfortunately injuries do happen. You know, when you say like that other girl that, you know, she did that during the competition, this doesn't mean that something was necessarily unsafe. It's just, uh, you know, a bad coincidence between the two. But it's one of those things when it becomes, what's the end goal? Mm-hmm. Can I be fit still and be cautious and probably learn from this, you know, and, and become a better athlete? I think absolutely, mm-hmm. you know. So you had, I, I remember the arm brace, and you had uh, quite a bit of time off. And then, so it kind but, of... But you were still working out with the arm brace, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. so... Um, I love CrossFit. This is my antidepressant. This is my community. This is, I tell people it's my church. Mm-hmm. Um, I still showed up probably four or five times a week. And if I could do something one-armed, I did it. I can mm-hmm. still squat. I got my sure. arm squat or air squats and lightweight, that kind of thing. Um, but then I also just did my PT during yeah. things I couldn't do. I just went off into the corner, still hung out, cheered everybody on, but I, I did what my doctors told me to do mm-hmm. and took it easy and rested and weird yeah. it worked yeah That's i am the hardest PT rest is. i snatched like 125 <clears throat> at some point last year after everything so mm. still not back at 135 but i'm very happy with my 125 yeah yeah absolutely it's perspective 100 percent um so we've how long ago so that was were we here when you were still in the arm brace or were we at the old no gym we were at the old gym okay mm-hmm. and then um so that's two years ago now yeah, so we kind of catch people up to speed a little bit. Uh, you and Marshall have been together for how long? Oh, God, he's going to kill me. Uh, since 13, <laughs> so close to four date. years. Okay. And where close did you guys years. meet? Uh, we met at a CrossFit gym. There it is. There yeah, there but is. Uh, it was at the, uh, oh, gosh, the second the Covington second location. Yeah. yeah. And then um, you actually got you were, uh, got engaged. A we gym, we've we've bounced around a few gyms but uh yeah no marshall i remember it was the first workout of 2015 the first open workout of 2015 and marshall texted me that morning and said what what should i wear and i thought to myself you're a grown man pick out your outfit i don't know <laughs> what are you asking me this for and um i remember showing up late because there was a one of the marathons or something so all the roads were blocked off i was ticked off and everything every weekend in the summer there's a some other 5k happening oh yeah for sure and uh anyways got to the gym and this is when we were at crossfit 513 united and uh they had just celebrated i think close to their one year 
Oh, cool. And so there's a big card on the on the whiteboard, and they asked me to read it, which I thought was ridiculous. Why not have Marshall read it? He's louder. <laughs> um, they they turned it around, and, and uh, my now husband asked me to marry him that day, and got down on one knee, and Boom. so there it was. And he that's wore fantastic. a very nice outfit with his what wings on his socks. What should I wear? It's like too funny. It would have been even better if if if, if he would have you know if you, he says that, and then you're like. Well, for what? It's like, well, I'm going to ask you to marry me. So <laughs> well, the I poor man, know. he tried to, um, I had just taken the Kentucky bar and he tried to help me celebrate by going to Jeff Ruby's. And my response mm. was, well, we don't know if I've passed. What are we celebrating? Oh, so he went with the CrossFit gym. Yeah. That's, <laughs> awesome. That's funny. So you ruined your own. Getting, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty okay. oblivious when it comes to flirtation and, and that kind of uh, thing. That's all, right. so. that's all right. That's okay. Uh, you guys are awesome. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I do think there's some, you know, there's a correlation there and the, the power of that community and the power of, you know, every, every gym and every community is going to be different, but every gym and every community or every gym has a community, you mm -hmm. know, and I think that there's just something to be said about being around people that, you know, you enjoy being around. If you, if you're not in it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. No. Like you, you can't really explain like, well, well and what I'll do you be, mean by this community thing? To like, be frank, I, uh, the, I was dating a gentleman before I'd met, gentleman's a nice word, mm -hmm. um, before ah. I met Marshall and in dating him, I realized I have to date someone who CrossFits. Mm -hmm. I can't stand this person not understanding what I'm talking about mm -hmm. or giving me crap for whatever reason. I think he didn't like I lifted more than him. That's yeah, just that, would, me. That, would, that would be ego check. Right so yeah, it was, ego, ego check uh, it was important to me, um, to have somebody I could share this with. Yeah. Cause I, I think there's, there's just, there has to be, obviously you don't have to do CrossFit to like be in a relationship, but at the same time it does, it, it makes things to be able to come here on a Saturday, work out with a significant other or your family. Again, we've got the, the, uh, fit family class going on on Saturdays now. And like to be able to see parents work out with their kids, like, it's just an experience. It's a different experience. Mm -hmm. It's different than going out to eat with them. It's different, like, you know, it's different than, you know, just going Coaching to the park. them on a team. Yeah. You know, you're, yeah. you're in the grind with them. Right, you know? exactly. It's the suck. It's, it's embracing that suck together. Mm -hmm. I don't know how else to put it. It's really I think it, was, it was pretty awesome the other day. I talked to a lady here, a mom, and uh, she was telling me uh, they were out somewhere on the weekend, and her little girl was walking kind of funny, and she's like, what's wrong? She's like, mommy, my legs hurt. <laughs> she's like, oh, and squats. She's like, yeah, me too. So it was yeah, just, there it was, you go. It's kind of a, a fun little moment, moment, you know. Yeah. And there then the other kids were asking her, like, why are you walking so funny? I'm like, I went to CrossFit and did squats. That's awesome. And I was like, oh, that's that's freaking cool. That's really fun. Um, I want to take well, take just a really quick break. I want to come back and we'll talk about how uh, we've transitioned into basically a, a different role for fitness in in your life and having a family now mm -hmm. uh, and maybe some experience with pregnancy through CrossFit because that's huge. Um, we see that pretty often, but maybe hearing it from the, uh, the horse's mouth, so to say. Sounds good. All right, I'll be right back. Hi, my name is Kelsey Blaze. Mark McCain, Jarrett Baston, Derek Kidney, Chris Lemel, and I'm a coach. And I'm an owner and trainer here. I am a coach. I'm the head coach. I'm one of the owners and trainers here at Triumph Strength and Conditioning. Uh, I enjoy coaching because I like seeing uh, people improve upon their fitness and do things they never thought they were capable of. My favorite thing about coaching is helping people achieve their goals and ultimately build relationships. By far, I think my favorite thing to coach is definitely the snatch. Uh, it's just one of the things that uh, I've picked up along the way that 
Uh, I really, really enjoy seeing the technical side of things, uh, combining the speed, the strength, and the agility all in one very, very fast and dynamic movement. The things I like coaching the most are, I, I guess there's uh, the higher technicality lifts, the, the snatch, clean and jerk, uh, muscle ups, handstand push ups. Like, there's always just something that we can be tweaking or fixing on it. I try to affect people by their volunteering or just kind of giving my talents outside of the gym to um, bring community closer, whether it's interacting with members outside of the gym in a fitness capacity or just uh, as friends. Um, as coaches or as a coach, I like to help people uh, enjoy life outside of the gym, uh, enjoy the little things and always focus on the positives instead of focusing on the negative. Welcome back to Everyday Athlete. Uh, we're here with Michelle Reed. I think you're still in my phone as Michelle James, by the way. I probably should change that. <laughs> I uh, say it by accident sometimes still. Yeah. Uh, we left talking uh, kind of ending out uh, halfway through the kind of CrossFit career and getting engaged. And now we have we have a, an addition to the family. Uh, we, we see basically mothers and we have a lot of people come through that uh, are pregnant or getting pregnant uh, and there's always a question like what to do what not to do um, and basically from my experience it's a hundred percent individual basis we have some people that like I remember Gene Hicks <laughs> bench press PR and Man, eight, eight and a half months pregnant you know yeah. but and then I've had other people where they're, you know, in the first trimester and they have to stop. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, maybe just because I, I physically will never experience it. But, Are uh, you sure? Yeah. Well, you know. Is it Mr. Mom? I mean, there's the, some science out there Mr. right now. Is it Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> movie? Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom. Yeah. yeah. There it is. Uh, but maybe uh, speak from your experience. What was it like? What were the big modifications? Uh, and how did it really affect your training? Sure. Uh, for me, picking my OBGYN was the first step. Um, we knew we wanted to have kids eventually, and I had a friend who had her first, and her doctor allowed her to do uh, high-intensity workouts all the way through her pregnancy. So I thought, that's my OBGYN. Mm -hmm. So I, I found her, and, and we we talked way before I was pregnant, and I just said, you know, we're, we're thinking about doing this in the next year or so. And she said, look, you've been crossfitting long enough, just keep doing what you're doing, you know, stay mm -hmm. healthy and work out and it'll be fine. Um, and when I did get pregnant, uh, she said the same thing, you know, you've been doing this for five years, you know, your body, if you're comfortable doing it, do it. The only thing she asked was, uh, to keep my heart rate below 155, which by gosh, that is very hard to do in CrossFit. Um, and Fran, it took me 11 <laughs> minutes. Well, it's funny you say that. I PR'd my Fran when I was six weeks pregnant. Um, yeah. I can't remember the time. because you were fitnessing. It's, fitness. down on, <laughs> it's down on the whiteboard. But uh, I just thought to myself, I got a strong zygote in there. Doing good, buddy. What mm -hmm. What is the biggest uh, medical concern then? Uh, I mean, just is it is it the heart rate? Is it the the up and down movements. Yeah, is it um, a couple things. It, it changes every trimester. That first trimester, um, if you're deprived of oxygen, they're deprived of oxygen. Mm. You're kind of, however you're feeling, they're if feeling. you're sucking wind, yeah. they're not Yeah, feeling, they're not getting everything yeah. they should be getting too because your body is diverting oxygen right. to other places. Um, then in the second trimester, 
um, I was still under the same restrictions. I could lift as much as I wanted. Now, from a personal perspective, I didn't want to do that. Um, and I'll say this, I wanted badly to be a part of that CrossFit woman tribe who Mm -hmm. still clean and jerks 155 and, Mm -hmm. you know, is pulling big weight and killing Fran times while she's six months pregnant. But, um, I couldn't, Mm. I was tired and, uh, felt, I didn't eat as well as I used to. I I didn't like vegetables. They were pretty disgusting. Mm. Um, ate a lot of potato chips. So it was just (laughs) different. Um, and, and so that second trimester, I really started backing the weight down. Um, and that concern there is you don't want to start early labor. Uh, you don't want to send yourself into contractions because you're, you know, putting 155. Yeah, yeah. definitely. (laughs) And and same thing in in falling, you know, we couldn't do box jumps. That was a Mm -hmm. real big concern. Rope climbs immediately out the door. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so just taking care of that. And then the third trimester, same thing. You want to watch out for early labor and, and you guys know this, I was 34 weeks pregnant and I started having contractions three minutes apart, went to the hospital and, mm. um, turns out everything was fine. I'm quote, just one of those women that has lots of contractions. That's mm. a diagnosis. Wow. Um, and then I was asked to stop crossfitting at that point. So, and I understood, I mean, it's my baby's life. I don't want yeah. to have how, him early. How, how long before the delivery was that? Um, we had him close to 38 weeks. It was about four weeks. About four weeks. Okay. Yeah. 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 And even then I still kept up with walking and, mm. Just trying to well, in, in the reality, in the reality is, is is that's such a even in five years, that amount of time is a blip on the radar in yeah. your lifetime. It's even smaller. Oh yeah, you know um, when you're talking about the safety of of your child and things like that, mm-hmm. um, and and it's you know what you said there is I still try to keep up with some sort of fitness. I think that's still important. You know, you just don't want to be completely sedentary. No, you know, um, and that's maybe even less for the child, but more just for your psyche. Oh, that, and and uh, I ended up having a C-section, mm-hmm. which we didn't expect at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll say this, I feel great. Um, I'm four weeks out postpartum. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that day, the PCAs, they help you walk around. They mm-hmm. want to get you moving. And I needed their help the first time. Um, and they offered to me, they said, look, we can come back in one more time tonight and help you move around or you can stay down. And being in this community, you know, movement is better than nothing. Mm. So I just said, nope, get in here, wake me up at 4 a.m. Let's do this. And at 4 a.m., instead of them holding my hands to walk, you know, the 10 feet to the bathroom, I took my own IV and walked mm, myself. So it's little things like that that oh, you yeah. know well, makes think, a difference. Yeah, because that's that's the when you start talking about playing the long game. Mm-hmm. That is that is fitness again. Whatever fitness regimen it is, you have to be able to play the long game. There are no shortcuts in this. But like, like if you're 70, can you walk with your own IV? Yeah, you know, like that's really what it comes down to is being able to be functional and it under your own accord for as long as you possibly can. Yep. You know, um, I delaying decrepitude, right? I talked about that at the yeah. L one. Oh, me and Michelle went to, I have, I have two grandparents that are, um, not doing fantastic right now. And, you know, watching my grandfather, basically they give him a walker and take away his keys and, you know, and he's pretty elderly, but at the same time, it's, I know that it it kills him to not be able to do the things that he once was able to do. Yeah. And like you said, delaying that as long as you possibly can. It's mm-hmm. inevitable. We all yeah, know I it's mean, inevitable. And, and honestly, sometimes you're just, 
extremely unlucky, you know, yeah. uh, in, the, in, the, in the realm of certain things, but you try to control what you can control. And it sounded, you know, when I was listening to Michelle there, it's, it just sounds like you have that mindset of, you know, going into your pregnancy, you're like, all right, I, it started with me choosing this person that believes in what I believe in, which is ultimately movement. CrossFit mm-hmm. is movement. You know, it's, it's not the sedentary type of fitness, clearly. There, there are some out there. Um, <laughs> I just go on brisk walks. It's like, oh, you got to do a little more than that. Yeah. So, it's you know, the prance it, it, now. Up the prance. Okay. It's the prance. Okay, yeah. the prancers. Uh, but anyway, long story short, you know, you, you have that mindset. And if you can embed it in yourself at an earliest age possible, which whatever age you're at, if you're not doing it, start doing it now. Um, just start moving, doing stuff that's functional. Um, ultimately, it's going to increase the odds. And because and, uh, we know that the odds can get stacked against us pretty quick through, you know, smoking and bad nutrition and, and all these these killers that we're figuring out i mean come on guys we we literally used to smoke on planes and they're like that that's that's okay like <laughs> at least we're getting some of these unhealthy habits kind of out of just society norms mm-hmm. you know so to say but uh, hopefully we can eventually make functional fitness just a society norm where people are like oh you know what it is healthy to do squats and deadlifts and so on and so forth it's not just these weird people at that uh, warehouse looking building over there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you've been through, um, a, a pretty significant injury. No, I don't want to say a major injury, but something that took some time to recover from. Um, and you've been through, uh, you know, birthing a child and things like that. So what, what are the biggest, I would just ask, what are the biggest kind of advice and, uh, being in CrossFit for six years? Cause again, we try and tell people what we think, but it's almost like, well, they're just the coaches. They're going to tell me that. Yeah. Maybe someone that, uh, and you, you, again, you have your level one, so you are, so you are a certified CrossFit I coach. Am. But um, maybe just from an athlete perspective, uh, coming from it as a mother, coming from someone who's been through some some major uh, injuries, maybe some advice for just some people who either either a are scared or b just starting out, because I think that's that's the biggest thing is like, I can tell you till I'm blue in the face, but you really need to come experience it. Yeah. So uh, maybe just some advice from, from an athlete perspective. Um, that's a big question. Yeah, it's a big question. That's a big question. Um, for people who are afraid to try it, I mean, I thought I was prepared for this. I had been swimming for four years and played soccer and thought I was a very strong person, and it put me on the ground. I, I mean, it's it's one of those things that it's hard for everybody no matter what level of fitness are the stirrings have begun yeah, his yeah. feedings coming up um, it's hard for anybody at any level of fitness because this is going to be new I mean at the end of the day it's a new challenge no matter where you are on that continuum and what I can say is the gratification that does not come immediately um, although when you first start out, it definitely shows up those second, third month. You're like, oh man, I can run a mile a minute faster. This yeah. is insane. But the long-term gratification you get out of CrossFit is uh, phenomenal. I tell everybody, you got to give it at least six months. It's frustrating. It's new and all that. And You're going to go through 12 weeks of PR and yeah, everything. Exactly. And then it's going to stop. Plateau and you're going to go, what the heck just happened? Um, but all along that way, you are meeting like-minded people who have heard a million times, well, I don't have time to work out. Well, no, you make time for the things you want to do. And if health is important to you and moving and delaying decrepitude is important to you, you will show up. And I get, look, 
I'm not even going to tell you that I'm going to be here six times a week now that I have a kid. Uh, I have no idea how many times I'm going right. to be here, but it's important to me. And, and on that same note, you're surrounded by just wonderful people whom I would not have met otherwise. And like I said, this is my church. These people have helped me move several times. These people have come to my baby shower, come to my wedding, you know, these are friends and it's this community that you want to be a part of when you step in that door that first time you're like oh they're they're all friends they all hang out that's cool and when you show up people say hi and it's you end up not wanting to come just for the burn but you end up wanting to come just to see the people i i would take that and, over well, the burn and two, and that, that's the that's the that's the finest point to, to make right there because mm-hmm. fitness is almost like a byproduct of this social interaction engagement that you need in your life especially michelle if you're entering into motherhood and you're going to be in this phase where you're doing baby talk and you're talking to these smaller <laughs> This is humans. the most social interaction like, I've had in three <laughs> days, by and, the way. And, and guess what? It's, it's healthy. Like it you is. Need it, yeah. you know? um, whether, obviously, you're not be doing a podcast every day, but you know, just having that interaction with the, the classmates and being able to share experience with all the moms. Well, and it you know? gets you out of, you're not just going to work. Mm. You're not just going to the grocery store. You have these other goals for you to set in life mm-hmm. because a byproduct too of being in this gym is you will ultimately set goals and you will feel so good when mm-hmm. you hit those goals. Um, mm-hmm. I've fallen off that bandwagon a little bit, but you know, coming back, I'm going to have to set some. And but you can set those goals being that I'm going to show up three times a week. Yeah. That's what it's you know, it doesn't have yeah. to be crazy. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be, it doesn't have to be a, a physical, like a weight number or yeah. I put the uh, a deadlift and, number. And, and to fully answer your question too, people walk in here and they are intimidated because they'll see somebody like back in the day I could throw up 185 pounds on a clean and jerk probably Mm -hmm. can't do that right Mm -hmm. now but if I had walked in the gym I remember um Alicia Wagner Mm -hmm. uh she threw up some huge weight the first day I was there and I just thought oh my gosh I don't know if I can do this but then you talk to her she's one of the nicest people and you just you're like you're a normal human and then she tells you and oh by the way i started with a 15 pound bar Mm. so i make it a point when newbies come in and they say oh well you're doing you know 225 deadlifts and i'm only doing 65 pounds i always respond with go tell the woman on the street that you're doing 65 pounds you're going to be the olympian to her i mean it's all relative it's all it's it's super easy to to get in that comparison battle on yeah. whether it's the whiteboard or whatever it is. And, and I'll, I'll tell just, you what, it doesn't matter what level you're at. Someone's always going to be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I literally just watched, we were talking about Harrison Morris and it's yeah. like, it's like a 17 year old kid just watched him do a 190, 100 kilo, by the way, not 190 pounds, 190 kilo cleaning jerk double. Yeah. And then hit a five rep max back squat at 240 kilos. Just to give you perspective, 200 kilos is 440 pounds. So, so yeah, he's closing, closing he's, in on six, closing in on six for a set of five at 17 years old. So the point being is that's the pinnacle at like, like, but that's not even the pinnacle in the world. So there's always another level, yeah. you know, you there's, there's, there's a lot of people that talk about like genetic potential and, and so on and so forth. And again, that same kid was triple body weight back squat at age 12, yeah. whatever it is. So what? yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's the proper <laughs> response. Like, uh, what? No, that Did was, he like drink something when he was a child in his know. formula? It's it's <laughs> it, it would be an interesting like, uh, case study for sure. Oh my but, gosh! 
you know, there's just certain people like I could practice basketball every day for 10 years. I'm never going to be LeBron James. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? It's, it's just stop comparing yourself. You got to make <laughs> stop, CrossFit just, just what stop, you want. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, uh, you know, the open is coming up and this'll, this'll be, you know, I have a, I, my goal has nothing to do with CrossFit at this exact moment. I have a, I, ha I personally have a weightlifting goal and it ends on the last week of the CrossFit open. So my CrossFit open is not really going to be a CrossFit open. So, but the point, the point of that is it's really easy to go look on that leaderboard and go, I'm going, I'm doing awful. Well, back in 2013, back in, my <laughs> day. Back in 2013, I made the regionals and da, 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 but there's, it's well, a different goal. Yeah, I'll say this. I'll I'll have my uh, six week checkup in two weeks, so that'll put me like what two weeks before the open starts. Mm -hmm. My goal is to complete one open workout RX this year. Mm -hmm. And last year, I was doing all of them RX, and yeah. I was I was okay. leaderboarding, and, and I was and your and your <laughs> but your goals have completely shifted. Oh yeah, and just what Mark said, it comes down to the fact that this has way less to do about fitness than way more to do about the people that you surround yourself with. Well, mm -hmm. It's like Michelle, like this year, would you rather RX all the workouts or have a beautiful son? You know? Have a beautiful son. Yeah. I already got that, yeah, but you know, exactly. we just want to keep him that way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's just that perspective and, and operating from a base of like just gratefulness. Yeah. Like, you know, being Gratitude and humility. Being, being <laughs> that, but for Jared, like just being grateful that you have the opportunity to to have a weightlifting goal instead yeah. of like, Oh, you know what? I get to do the open. Yeah. I don't have to do it. Yeah. You know, like I get to do this, Yeah, you know, and it's just trying to operate through that space. And it's really tough because the leaderboard is going to be there and people are going to be, you know, Oh, uh, you know, I can't believe that this person, you know, did this or whatever. It's like, we, well, guess what? They train eight hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can't believe Rich Froning Sponsors. did this. Like, really? <laughs> you still can't believe Rich Froning's really fit? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, uh, Alex, Alex uh, since we all know Alex Scott, he was texting me the other day. And he, uh, he said he's dropping in. He's just busy. Winter's busy. He does snow plows and all this stuff. Oh, it's sure. like one of those things where you're, you're up at 3 a.m. till 6 a.m. plowing snow. And he said he's been dropping into a, a gym from time to time recently. And he's like, He's like, first thing they asked me, you doing the open this year? He's like, I just did 10 toes to bar and I'm wheezing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, well, that's not but, a goal. But that's to a... everybody's uh, point, I, I truly think that everyone should do the open. Oh, yeah. And I know it's 20 bucks, but it's 20 bucks. You get to see how you stack up against everybody mm. else in the world. And it's, I just thought that was so cool when I started CrossFit. Mm. It was like, man, I'm beating this girl from Thailand. Like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And so for me, it, and you get to see yourself year over year. I know we have Wattify and I know mm -hmm. people write things down, but there is no better tracker of your own personal fitness than that year over year change. And, and they repeat workouts. Yeah. We, I mean, we, uh, we just redid an open workout, which I would definitely consider the most humbling experience in my life. It was the first year of the open 2011. It was the over, it was the burpee over the bar overhead squat workout. Mobility is not my strong point. And, uh, I think it was like 120 pound overhead squat and then there was muscle ups at the end. So like before the workout, I'm like warming up, doing some muscle ups, so on and so forth, which was, you know, kind of a big deal in 2011. Like, oh man, yeah. Like yeah, no up. one could do them. You know? I think and like Easy Muhammad made it through that. Like three people made it through that <laughs> yeah. one round of that. So I think I did. And we, Jared, we were trying to figure out like, I, I know you beat me in the workout, but it was still like nowhere near where you're at now. But uh, anyway, so we just repeated this workout and uh maverick I, is yeah. very upset right now i can tell well uh anyway long story short i was 20 
three, four years old, whenever that workout happened, 25, I don't know. Very bad. Math's hard. And um, we just redid the workout. And I got a much better score, and I'm, now I'm 32. Yeah. You know, so it's one of those things where the open, without the open, having those kind of benchmark-style workouts and being able to repeat them, sometimes you don't know because uh, I think a popular question a lot of people probably internalize is like, am I just spinning my wheels with this stuff? Yeah. And then whenever you get that vindication and validation that like, hey, this stuff actually works. You know, I know Jared had a Facebook post pop up not too long ago, and it was something like it was, you know, a, it was, a, it was a, from 2009. Or 2000, yeah, it might have been 2009, 2011, one of those things. And it was like, PR Fran, uh, I had a 526 Fran and a 205 split jerk. And like, mm-hmm. that was like my, my big, like, that's awesome. Like, I'm so excited. And it's like, that was, it took seven years to knock over two minutes off my Fran. It, it took seven years to add uh, 110 pounds to my my jerk mm. you know like it wasn't like a well i no. just got really strong crossfit's yeah. the antithesis of our current society i mean mm. there's no instant gratification except for those first three months yeah, yeah. and then you're in it for the long haul mm. buddy yeah 100 percent um i do think everyone's probably gonna be hungry here soon correct uh it's getting there yeah <laughs> the, the, the passing only lasts so long yeah we'll uh We'll kind of wrap things up. I think we, we hit some pretty good points. I do want to ask, this is, uh, if you've listened to any of these, it's always a, a kind of last question. And uh, I think for you, this has shifted. What we've talked about, the kind of this whole podcast is, 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 has grown. Uh, it's probably the best word. But it's grown and, and molded itself into a, a different meaning over the years. And that is just what is your definition of fitness? Ooh, definition of fitness. Um Fitness is being able to do the things you want to do without feeling exhausted. And whether that's me carrying my kid up the stairs in his bouncer because I need a change to get here to the podcast and and not feeling like I'm going to fall. And then, you know, coming in here and killing Fran with my friends. Um, Fitness is about doing what you want, uh, showing yourself you can do more than you thought. Um, And you know, I want to throw some part of the community in there too, but, mm-hmm. but fitness is being an overall good person who who's happy. And if that's, uh, whether you're doing CrossFit or you're running, you know, you got to find the things that, that work for you. And, and for me, it's showing up here, being a part of this community and, and having the friends that I've gotten from it and the experiences of that lung burn. I love it. Mm, Fantastic. Yeah. Great answer. Hashtag lung burn. Hashtag lung burn. <laughs> <laughs> But then it's probably a different thing on Instagram. Don't look at the images of that. There's a lot of vaping videos on Instagram. <laughs> That's probably true. All right. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you, Michelle. And thank you all for listening to Everyday Athlete. Join us next week as we dive deep in the lives of those who make us great. Thanks, Thanks. Michelle. Thank you.